depression. Perhaps this emotion is attempting to send a message to you that you need rest, deep rest from the character you're trying to play. Welcome to the Wannabe Balanced podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Escobar. This podcast evolved out of a little old blog I started in 2009, from my early stages of motherhood into a library of personal development topics, my journey out of Mormonism, and now weekly bite-sized episodes to spark your awareness as we integrate mind, body, and soul. So about a week ago, I was feeling like completely on top of the world. So excited about my New Year's plans. I had my, I had spent like hours tweaking my calendar and just really setting myself up to really fulfill the goals that I have for myself this year. And I just was so excited to get started. And the kids were finally back in school. So Monday comes around, I'm all revved up to start day one of my official 2023 plans and everything just fell apart (laughs) isn't that the way it goes but I am learning to go with that flow and literally go with my flow because it was a week before my period and as I've mentioned before in some of my other episodes about the benefits of syncing with your cycle and planning accordingly so whenever I'm in my fall and winter season I've had to this it's been very challenging for me to do this but i'm still and i'm still working on it but i know that it's important to take more time off and take things off of my you know schedule less things in my calendar which i do when it comes to appointments with clients and things like that i have learned to not plan a whole lot of things during that um, 10 days or so it's the time where i'm feeling more emotional and physically exhausted. So I've done a pretty good job at planning accordingly when it comes to appointments with other people. But the fact that I was just so excited to start my new, my new routines and my new calendar plans for the year for 2023, I was, I think I was kind of trying to steamroll my whole fall and winter season and thinking, no, I'll be fine. I can just push through. I'll be fine this time because I'm just too excited. I don't want to wait. I don't want to put things on hold. I just want to get going on these things that I, that I really want to do. So I, yeah, I did. I tried to push through, even though I now looking back, I know like, ugh. Okay, Crystal, how many times are you going to have to go through this for you to get it through your head that you need to really do less during that 10 days phase? So Monday comes around and I'm like all excited. Well, it started uh, the the night before actually on Sunday where I, I went to a little neighborhood thing which happened to be mostly a Mormon thing and I thought I was in a really good place. I really did. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm totally fine with Mormonism now. And I have grown beyond it. It doesn't bother me. I'm not triggered anymore. But I didn't realize that (laughs) I was not triggered anymore because I just wasn't exposed to it. I just, it was like out of sight, out of mind. So I thought I had gotten to a place where it just doesn't affect me anymore. But yeah, I I soon found out that it does still affect me. And it's okay though. It's still a process. I'm still working through a lot of things. And whenever these things come up, it is an opportunity for me to go a little deeper and to heal those parts of me that I still have not 
taken a look at. And so this was an opportunity for me to go a little deeper with my whole post-Mormonism journey. And um, But yeah, so being around all of the, the Mormon stuff was really bothersome for me in various ways, which I won't really get into because that's really not what this episode is about. But I, I don't mind sharing all the details. It's not about that. It's just that I want to stay focused on the main topic here and why I wanted to share these things. So it started with that. And then, so that was Sunday night. And then I was scheduled to go in to, I had to get this gum graft surgery. I had some reseeding gum, gums, which got really bad after my rash. I think it might've been connected because I have had receding gum lines for years and the dentists are always like, okay, well, yeah, you have receding gum lines. Just be careful with when you brush. And, but they didn't ever seem concerned. And then I had the rash and all of a sudden I noticed my, my teeth, my mouth was hurting really badly where I had this, um, the receding gums and I looked at it and I was like, whoa. And it, all of a sudden my tooth was even more exposed. It was red and inflamed. And so I went to the dentist and they're like, yeah, you need to have the surgery. And then we scheduled it, but it they couldn't do it for like a month. Out. They were like a month out. So I've been enduring the pain in my mouth from this these receding gums and inflamed gums for about a month. And then I got a call that, hey, we can fit you in sooner. Can you come in on Wednesday for your surgery? And I was like, oh, yes, because it's very painful and I want to get that done. So once I realized that I was going to have to have the surgery and recover and all that, then I was like, okay, <laughs> there goes all my plans, basically. I'm trying to make this a uh, a long story short, because this is a, a whole sequence of events that have happened within the last week that sent me into a bit of a depression, which I'll get to, but let me explain the details because <laughs> you need to know. Uh, so then, um, since my rash, you guys, I've mentioned it a little bit here and there, but I have not yet mentioned one thing that I think might have been a contributing factor, which I've mentioned that, yes, it was absolutely emotional distress that I, some unresolved things internally that I wasn't wanting to look at. I was thinking that I was doing a good job by staying positive, but I, I, I didn't know that I wasn't fully addressing what I was feeling internally. So I let that go unresolved, unintentionally. I was unaware that I was not addressing it. So, and then it manifested in a rash. This was a crazy, crazy outbreak rash. I've never had anything like this. And it was very concerning to me because I have such a clean diet and I try really hard to manage my stress levels. And I feel like I'm doing a lot in that area, meditating regularly, exercising, getting plenty of sleep, writing out all of my thoughts and emotions. But there was a piece that I was missing, which you know, anytime these things happen, it is an opportunity for you to go deeper and to learn more of about what you might possibly be missing. So I'm grateful for the rash because it did show me some things that I was missing when it comes to healing and processing certain emotions. But also, I'm considering that my breast implants might be contributing to my skin issues. And, you know, I've talked about that as well, that I've had skin issues for years and I've keep trying, keep trying new things. I've tried every product, tried every treatment, tweaking my diet accordingly. I'm doing the whole elimination diet because I know that we could have potential allergies to 
foods and we might not even be aware of what they are. And that's what the whole, the ER shred concept is all about, is about getting down to a baseline and then slowly incorporating new foods in order to figure out what foods you might be intolerant to. So it has been an absolute journey, two and a half year journey figuring out what my body likes and doesn't like. And it's it's an ongoing thing. It's not like you can just find the perfect blueprint in a matter of weeks. It It's about trial and error. And that's what I've been doing. I've been trying different foods and realizing that, oh, that's not working. And then I eliminate it. But sometimes I get a little overzealous and I start incorporating too many foods all at once. And then that confuses the whole process because then I, I'm not sure what it was that caused the, the breakout. So I'm in that process of figuring out what I am what my body likes and what it what what it's intolerant to but I do think that sometimes in some cases having breast implants and even for a long period of time can contribute to your allergies and intolerances to foods so I was considering that and I've even been considering getting them removed anyway like a year ago I was thinking about it and just you know getting to a place in my life where I'm like okay I'm ready to just you know I'm in the process of shedding off layers layers and layers (laughs) continually shedding off these layers and this was like a it seemed to be like a next step for me not only uh, have that I've had them for over 15 years and they say you should get them replaced after 10 years or and all that I just also thought well maybe I should I I would just feel more comfortable without them you know because they they do get in the way they I feel like they weigh me down a little bit when it comes to my posture I've been trying really hard to focus on my posture and so um there was that reason and I'm just a much different person than I was back then I was really a lot more into how I looked and and I'm trying to shed that part of me off because I don't want to be hyper-focused over how I look, especially as I'm aging. I want to be able to embrace it and still feel good and confident as as I age. And so I thought, you know, about a year ago, I was thinking about getting them removed, but then I just kind of chickened out. I was like, no, I'm not ready yet. But then this rash came, happened, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe my implants could have something to do with this. So I've been thinking a lot about it and it's been extremely emotional, like extremely emotional. I didn't realize how, when it comes right down to it, I didn't realize that I I would get this emotional about it. And I feel like I'm going to get emotional now just talking about it because having this belief for so long that beauty is everything and having the perfect body and big breasts and all those things that us women feel like we we need to have in order to be that ideal woman that we're all striving to be, right? So yeah, I've been considering that and I know that's a, a long explanation, but the reason why I mentioned that as well is because I had a consultation with my plastic surgeon and that also contributed to these overwhelming emotions that I had this last week. So the the appointment that I had with her was the day after my gum graft surgery. And it was just very discouraging because she kind of wanted to make sure that I really wanted to do this. And it almost scared me. Her doubt in my decision made me start to doubt my decision. So, so yeah, so that was another layer that happened this week. So not only am I healing from this surgery, you know, in a little bit of pain, it, ha- it wasn't too bad, but then I started my period on the day of 
my surgery, all of these things combined was like it triggered my inner critic and it was like she was screaming at me and telling me all of these things about myself like you're not good enough that inner critic she just loves to tell you all about the reasons why you shouldn't do the things that you want to do it turned my excitement and enthusiasm around 2023 and all the goals that I had into complete despair and wanting to give up and feeling worthless like why do I even bother pursuing things and it just kind of took all the wind out of my sails right at the beginning of the year. Good timing, right? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I was just really frustrated because I had all these good intentions. And then the first week into my, my first official week where the kids were back in school and I could get going on these things, it, none of it happened. <laughs> none of it happened the way I had planned. So the reason why I wanted to do this episode was because even though I was feeling so discouraged. I really do appreciate these things when they come, not during the time, but I'm learning to sit with it a little bit more each time these things come up and it feels really heavy, but I know, okay, there is a lot to be learned from these experience, from this experience. And I know that I will understand in time and we can't always understand it in the moment. And that's where I think sometimes we we kind of make it worse when we are so desperate to understand why is this happening to me? What does this all mean? I need to make sense of everything. But I I am learning that this cycle that we go through as women, we do tend to feel a little bit of depression in the winter season of, of our cycle. And it doesn't have to necessarily be a bad thing, though. We feel like depression is an emotion that we want to run from. None of us really want to feel depressed. But if we can embrace it a little bit more and understand that perhaps this depression is a chance for you to get that deep rest from the character you're trying to play. And I heard this actually from Jim Carrey, but the original person who shared this whole concept of depression being deep rest, you needing deep rest from the character you're trying to play, was actually a man named Jeff Foster. So this really resonated with me because it helped me lighten up the word, the emotion, depression. And to help me see it as something that's not so bad and that we don't need to necessarily try to avoid it. Let's allow ourselves to rest and to do some introspection and also sit with that uncertainty and all of the confusion and not knowing and understanding what everything means and, (laughs) you know, that inner critic yelling at you and you're trying so hard not to believe it. It's like when you think about baking cookies and you put the cookies in the oven and let's say you decide to only bake them for like three minutes and you take them out because you're just so anxious to have the cookie but you see that taking the cookies out too soon they won't be ready they'll fall apart they'll be doughy and gooey and they just won't be a cookie and that's how I look at depression and this winter season that we tend to go through as women that Although we are anxious to see the lessons 
and to understand and to make sense of why we're feeling and thinking what we're what we are it's it's good for us to just sit and allow it to bake you know let those cookies bake and when you give it the necessary time it will come out as this perfect delicious cookie and also i i even like to imagine it like you're wading through a pond of uncertainty the key word wait we must be willing to sit with the unsettled dirt in the pond and as you hold still and you rest and you wait soon the dirt settles and then you can see everything that's in the pond we feel relieved that there are no creepy flesh-eating fish swimming around your legs just cute little harmless goldfish glimmering in the sun isn't that the way it goes once you come out of that depression or that hibernation that winter season you just realize like oh wow i started panicking over a lot of things that weren't even there that i was just imagining were there so when we talk about the character that we are playing and what i mean by that is sometimes when we are feeling these deep unsettling emotions it's very common to push through that and to put on a happy face and to you know try to stay positive because we we don't really give ourselves a chance to feel what we're really feeling and we kind of just shove it down we set it aside and and we think we're doing a good job by staying emotionally stable i can be consistent i don't have to um, take things off my calendar i am powerful i can push through and we tend to do that as women and i know that for me i have done this practically my entire life and it hasn't it's only been recently that i've allowed myself to rest more during these times because i just always have a tendency to push through stay productive and put on a happy face and be tough because I don't want to be seen as weak. So when we allow ourselves the time to rest, we also are able to see the opportunity to heal old wounds during this time. All those times in our lives where we just like set it aside, we pushed it away. We thought we we got beyond it by ignoring it and not really taking time to look at it. I've done that around a lot of things in my life and I didn't really know how to fully process these experiences that I went through throughout my life. So the other day I was writing, I still stuck with my goal to write every day because writing helps me understand what I'm going through. So I was very consistent with writing even this past week as I was experiencing all these things and feeling a lot of fear and anxiety and discouragement, lacking confidence around all the things that I wanted to pursue this year. So I started writing about my inner critic and I was trying to be real creative about it. And it was like a piece of art, you know, that I had created. So it wasn't just about expressing my emotions. This time when I was writing about my inner critic, it was something that I was like kind of excited to share, like, oh, this turned out to be really really cool and a fun read. I think people would enjoy the way I went about it. And so, (laughs) and then the next morning, Sean shared this reel with me and it was this woman talking about her inner critic the exact same way I did the night before. And I was like, instead of being like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like we're on the same page. And I was actually really mad because I wanted to be 
the one to write that, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be the one to create that reel, you know? And so I was, I was upset for a minute and was kind of like, wanted to throw in the towel, you know, my inner critic, she's telling me like, yeah, see, you suck. You can't come up with anything original. Like you think you actually have the ability to create something original. Everything good has already been said or done. So why do you think you're going to come up with anything new? So yeah, my inner critic was beating me up over my description of my inner critic. (laughs) So I was like, what is going on here? But in that moment, it was really cool because I sat there for a minute on the verge of tears and just feeling really frustrated. Like, this sucks. There's so many amazing people out there and it's just a waste of my time. So I should probably just give up everything. That's where my mind went. So the way I was writing about my inner critic, I was calling her my inner bitch. (laughs) And yeah, that's basically the way this other girl portrayed her inner critic was this bitch, this woman that just like is attacking her and criticizing her and just wants to bring her down. But then suddenly something switched. Instead of being angry about this whole thing, I decided to ask myself, how is this happening for me? How is all of this stuff happening for me? It was like suddenly I simply made the decision to open the door, the door that had a big sign on it that said, open this door if you want to see all the ways in which this is happening for your benefit. And I imagined it. I imagined literally opening a door and seeing all of the ways that this entire past week was messages for me, happening for me to notice something, to go deeper. I realized that was the answer. I needed to go deeper. There was much more to this inner critic thing. And now is the opportunity for me to explore it in a new way. And I realized in that moment that anger, like calling my inner critic and a bitch, like that actually goes against what I believe to be an effective approach. I did the whole anger thing with the church, you know? At the time, I believed I was making a difference by fighting against what I really saw to be wrong and harmful to other people. And I thought I was taking this courageous approach, like I'm a tough girl, you know? And that's the same approach I was taking with my inner critic. I'm like, I am standing up to her. I'm standing up to this bitch, you know? She's not going to bring me down. It's like thinking it's totally acceptable to beat up the bullies for beating up the little guy. And we all know, or at least I think we are coming to understand that fighting against something only creates more of what we don't want. So once I decided to take a more gentle and and compassionate approach in regards to my inner critic, I felt this immediate sense of peace. Like I could finally relax and not be in this fight, you know? Instead of seeing her as this monster, you know, ever have those dreams where you're running from a a monster or an animal that's scary, it's going to eat you or or a, a man, like I've had these dreams where I'm running and I'm so scared and I'm trying to hide, but then you get to a point in your dream where you're trapped, like there's nowhere to go, they finally catch you, they find you and you look up in fear, but then you realize that this monster isn't actually going to attack you and it doesn't actually hurt you, or what you feared was going to happen doesn't actually happen. That's what it's like. Your inner critic is actually your friend. She's only trying to protect you. It doesn't mean that she's right about the things that she's telling you, but she's doing it out of love from fear.
She's not your enemy. She's just fear, really. But fear is needed for our survival. So we don't need to eliminate fear or fight against her. We just listen and we hear her out. And if necessary, we we calm her down and we tell her, thank you for trying to protect me. Let's figure out why you think you need to protect me in this moment. You know, and I really think it, it to be beneficial to imagine as if you are talking to this other version of you. Like in my mind, and I did this last night, I was, it's part of my meditation. So I really wanted to practice like seeing my inner critic as a person and I'm sitting down with her and I'm asking her, I'm giving her my time. I'm giving her a voice, like asking her, what is it? What are you afraid of? And why do you think you need to protect me in this moment? And you'll realize that she's trying to protect you because of a time in your life where you needed to be protected. And because of these unresolved, unhealed past trauma that you never fully processed because you didn't know how, like she still believes that you're this little girl that needs protection and she's doing the best she can to protect you in the only way that she knows how. And so when you sit down and you imagine having this conversation with your inner critic and you see her face and you see her fear and you just ask her with compassion, like, what are you afraid of? These things from your past might come up and I don't know if that might be too um, traumatizing and you might need to work with a therapist around these things. But for me, it was so helpful to go back and lots of different memories were flooding my mind. And I just looked at each one of them. So I imagine myself as a 10-year-old little girl looking out the window, um, really afraid of a lot of things and crying because I thought I did something really bad. And, and so I imagine myself as me coming to her, my 10-year-old version of me, sitting with her on the bed and and asking her, what's wrong? She begins to pour her heart out to me. And she tells me of all these things that she's upset about, and she's sad about, and she's embarrassed about, she's scared of. And, and I just like, it was so cool. I just like listened to her. And I heard her say all these things to me. And I imagined myself just holding her and hugging her and telling her, it's okay. You know, it was like, I needed that at the time and I never got that and I was too afraid to talk to anybody about what I was what was going on in my mind getting to replay that experience and replay all of those experiences through the eyes of my 10 year old version of me and revisiting it for the sake of healing and just loving her and and telling her it's okay and explaining to her like none of this is your fault and you know just saying all of the things that I needed to hear as that little 10 year old girl and it was so incredibly therapeutic and to understand that your inner critic just needs to be heard she just needs you to listen to her. She's She has a message for you. She wants you to see these things that you have trapped inside of you that you have not healed. So coming to her with more love and compassion and curiosity is the way to fully heal from these things of our past. So 
if you too are going through your winter season feeling depressed and overwhelmed with this inner voice telling you all the reasons why you should not do the things that you want to do, just imagine she's your friend. She's a little bit scared because of past trauma and let's give her some time. Let her be heard. Ask her what she's afraid of and where did it start? Where did this fear begin? And how is she trying to protect you instead of seeing her as your enemy? See her as your protector. She's your friend. And one of my favorite quotes is, fear is excitement without the breath. And that's how I imagine this inner critical voice. She's just fear. And she can be transformed into excitement. She can become your cheerleader. Just give her breath. Thanks for listening to the Wannabe Balanced podcast. Get access to free resources available at wannabebalanced.com. If you love the show, then leave a review or share it with a friend. Until next week.